This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. It's a great day to dedicate babies, children, or a heritage of the Lord. The Bible said you're to have a quiver full of them, which means at least five. And so some of you get my blessing. I don't need a quiver full, okay? I'm going to quit a little earlier than that. Bless, bless, we challenge your parents. Uh, Proverbs 22, 7 says, train them up in the way they should go. When they're old, they won't depart. So we pray your blessing on the call of mom and dad on your life. We're honored to do that. If you're with us this morning, we welcome you. If you need a Bible, get your hand up really, really high. We're going to dive into the Word of God today. Um, I'm going to begin here in in 1 Samuel chapter number 1. We'll skip just a little bit this morning. 1 Samuel 1. So as you're turning there, you know, in our, in our own lives, things take place because of an appetite. And so you think about an appetite, an appetite reveals what you're hungry for, but the times in our life we lose our appetite is when we become sick or in between meals you're eating a lot of, a lot of junk food. Those religious french fries will get you in trouble even spiritually. And so there in uh, Psalm 34, the psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. So we're here in the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter number 1. And what's going on in here is the nation of Israel is not doing well as a nation, as a people. They've, They've turned from the things of God. Their allegiance to God was rare. And so when your allegiance to God is rare, it's like you've forgotten God. And sometimes in this thing called life, we need a U-turn. We, we need a wake-up call. And that, that may be you today. You, you may need a wake-up call this morning. And so what God does here with a U-turn for the nation of Israel, he uses this woman named Hannah. And if you've ever studied the story, Hannah was barren. She was childless, being married for 10 years of her life. And so she gets to a place in her life, she can't take it anymore. She's so upset in this life. So we begin here in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 9. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. The word arose here literally means in a spiritual sense. So she arose and she's at a place called Shiloh. Now, Shiloh was where the temple was at the time, but this this was, the temple's not just a place of destination. The temple is a place of habitation. It's a place we go to encounter God, to get in God's presence. And the word presence in the Hebrew actually means face to face. So she, she arose, goes to Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. Now Eli's the high priest. So it's very clear right here, she's at the house of the Lord. Verse number 10. And she was in bitterness of soul, and she prayed to the Lord, and she wept in anguish. Now there's two phrases in there That will really get your attention. The first one, she was bitterness of soul. And the second, she wept in anguish. 
She was discouraged. She cried a lot. Now, just for a second, maybe that defines you right now. Is there something in this life that has you really, really discouraged? You're, you're bitter of soul. You, you shed a lot of tears. You're brokenhearted. Well, I want you to pay close attention because in verse number 10, sandwiched right between bitterness of soul and she wept in anguish. I, I want you to read this with me. It says, and she prayed to the Lord. She prayed to the Lord. Now, we, we got to get a hold of this. I believe this is a wake up for the time we live in. Regardless of what's been going on in our life, something happens when we begin to pray. So, something happens when we call on the name of the Lord. So she brought her problem honestly right there before Father God. Now, just for a second, I want you to think about this. Maybe right now in your life, are you facing some type of barrenness? It seems where nothing comes to birth. It's like you're at a dead end. It's like you're hitting a wall. And that may be in a job. That may be your dreams. Maybe in a relationship that it just seems like I'm, I'm barren. But there's something that happened with this woman named Hannah. She knew that when we pray, it opens the door for God to do what only God can do. Now, this woman has been praying 10 years. Persistence, okay? See, many times we live in what I call a, a microwave mentality. If I don't get something out of the microwave in 25 seconds, then it's just not working. But there's times in our life we have to have this thought, Father God knows best. And so she begins to pray. And, and watch the, the expectation she has in verse 11. Then she made a vow, a, a pledge, a, a promise. And said, O Lord of hosts, which is a covenant name of God. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant. And remember me. And not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Now, it's interesting here, three times in this verse, she uses the word maidservant. The, 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 the name maidservant actually signifies humility and my dependence on Father God. Now, off of this right here, God uses the burden of Hannah's heart to bring a larger solution to a burden of his own heart. He was burdened in his own heart for the nation of Israel. And so the barrenness was not only Hannah's condition, but it was Israel's condition. And it was a season of spiritual need. So God right here, he sought a voice to speak on behalf of his people. Do you know what? That's what prayer does. That God will use a voice 
to speak on behalf of himself. And so when I read this and I, I see what she prays, you could look and be very critical of Hannah. You could look and say, she's been childless for 10 years and now she's telling God, give me a male child. You think she would be happy with any type of child. But yet when I read that, her prayer was very specific. And when I read the specific of her prayer, it didn't bother God. Actually, God welcomed it. But within her prayer, there's an expectation. Her expectation is, this is what God's going to do. He's going to bless me with a little baby boy. Now, let me give you a little insight here. Before you start making pledges and vows and promises to God, just remember this. He may want you to do what you vowed to do. Be careful what you promise God. How many have ever said this? Father God, if you get me out of this mess, I'll serve you the rest of my life. Anybody ever prayed that? Thank you for being truthful. The rest of you liars, you should have raised your hand. We've all prayed. So be careful. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. So this was her prayer right here. She asked God to birth something. And she didn't deny her barrenness. She, she looked to God for what only God could do. And let me give you a reminder. Matthew 19, 26. God takes what seems impossible and he makes it possible. And it's initiated by prayer. Let me ask you a question. Have you stopped praying? Have you quit praying? I, I believe this is a wake-up call to us. That God is desiring that his church and his people are people of prayer. God is always moved by the prayer of the saints. How many of you in here are a result of a praying mother or a praying father? Let me break that down for you just for a second. Praying Samuels are a result of praying Hannah's. Thank God we've had people to pray. That ought to tell us something right there. The power of prayer, and it hasn't diminished. It isn't outdated. It's still significant. Same chapter. Verse 19. Then they rose early in the morning, and they worshiped before the Lord. I begin to dive in a little bit there with the word rose. They arose and they worshiped. Do you know the definition of this? It means they prostrated themselves before the Lord. The definition of the presence of the Lord is when I come face to face. Let me ask you something. When's the last time in your life you've come face to face with the Lord? Move, God, move. Answer my prayers, God. See, we treat God at times like a slot machine. Pay up, pay up. But something happens when I just get in the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord's where I've, I, I change. 
I, I can't live without his presence. And so it shows me something here that Hannah and her husband, they're like, man, we've got to get in the presence of the Lord. We've got to hang out with God. And, and so when I hang out with God and I get in the presence of the Lord, I develop a relationship with the Lord. And when I have a relationship with the Lord, the Lord knows you by name. He knows who you are. He doesn't look and say, hey, so-and-so. No, he knows you by name. Do you know how well he knows you? The Bible said that the very hairs on your head are numbered. Some of you God doesn't know very well. I'm just kidding, okay? <laughs> Throw some hair quick, Lord. <laughs> they rose early in the morning. They worshiped before the Lord. And they returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah's wife. And the Lord remembered her. And the Lord remembered her. And when you see the Lord remembered her, it does not imply that he is forgotten, but rather right now, he is going to bring his answer to Hannah's prayer and unfold his purposes. And the Lord remembered her. Now, pay close attention in verse number 20. Why? So it came to pass in the process of time. We know that's at least nine months later in her life. The process of time. That Hannah conceived, bore a son, and he called his name Samuel. Samuel has two meanings, the head of God or the, the, the herd of God or the borrowed of God. And so he says right here, and he named him Samuel saying, listen, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Because I have asked for him from the Lord. One of the greatest problems with prayer is James 4, 2. You have not because you. Whew. Have I quit asking? Have I quit calling out to God like, like it's talking about here? Am I too proud? Am I too sophisticated? Is prayer old school? Have I got to a place in my life I know more than Father God? I don't think so. And so it's interesting right here. God remembered her. He remembered her prayer. And many people will say this right now. Well, why should I pray? God's going to do what he's going to do anyhow. But if that was the truth, Hannah's story proves that all differently. So let me ask you something right now. Are you discouraged? Are you frustrated? You feel like you're in a situation that's hopeless. Do you feel like a failure? And maybe on every one of those things, you say yes. But have you prayed? But have you prayed? So we pray here as a church on Tuesday nights. I welcome you to pray. It'll change your life. So about six months ago, I saw her here earlier today, and I'm, I'm sorry, Billy, I didn't get asked for your permission. <laughs> Wave your hand, Billy, so they know you're here, and they know I'm going to tell the truth, okay? So Billy comes to prayer this one Tuesday night, and she has a prayer request. 
She said, I've, I've worked at my job X amount of years, a long time. And she hadn't had a raise in years and years and years and years. And she said, I'd like for you guys to come in agreement with me in prayer tonight that I'd get a raise. Fast forward, we go to a couple of weeks later. Billy comes back in and says, I have an opportunity for a promotion, a different job at work. She said, but I got a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. She said, I, I, I don't know that I'm supposed to do this. She was really unsure of herself. So I thought maybe we just ought to have an election here on prayer. So I asked everybody that was there that night. There were probably roughly 15 of us. I said, how many of you in here believe that Billy should not only apply, but Billy should get that job? Well, we all raised our hands. It was unanimous. Now, in Matthew 18, it's the prayer of, of agreement. It says, if just two of you on earth will agree with anything, God will move. Just takes two of us to get in agreement. But that night we had 15, so we're really in agreement. Thursday morning, she calls the office and says, tell pastor I got the job. Tell him I got the job. But sandwiched between Tuesday and Thursday is a Wednesday. She comes to church on Wednesday night and she said, Pastor, I'm not doing good. She said, I'm, I'm nervous. I got anxiety. She said, I just, don't, I just don't feel like I can do this. And I said, you can do this. I looked at her and said, the greater one lives in you. You can do this. Well, through the testimony, she said, I bombed the interview. She said, I was horrible in the interview. Isn't it amazing how God can run interference for us? So she comes back to church the following Tuesday night to prayer. And I said, tell everybody what's going on. She said, I got the job. Woo, we all did what you did. We applauded. We were, I take it, Jesus. Well, I dig in a little deeper. I said, let me ask you something. When you got that job, did you get a raise? And she said, I did. She said, not only did I get a raise now, but she said, come January, I'm going to get even a bigger raise. Yes. You know why I tell that? Because we can brag on God. That God still moves in prayer. Don't tell me God doesn't answer prayer. Don't, don't tell me that, okay? God's the God of answering prayer. So, same chapter, verse 26. And so she strolls back to the, the temple. And she said, oh my Lord. Now when she says this, oh my Lord, she's dealing with this guy, the high priest, Eli. So she says, oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord. And she's boasting in my Lord. I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. So she, she nudges him a little bit and says, excuse me, Mr. High Priest. I'm the woman that about 10 months ago, I came right here and I was praying. And I was praying to my Lord. And if you'll note, everything is the Lord. The Lord gets the glory. She didn't say, look at me. Woo, I'm the woman of the hour with power. Her boast is in God. For this child, I pray. 
And the Lord has granted me my petitions which I asked of him. Because she prayed. See, understand this. You forfeit that blessing when you don't pray. Don't forfeit those blessings. Well, Pastor, I've been praying five years. And so you don't spell your name, capital G-O-D, okay? Remember, you're, you're the clay. He's the potter. You know what that means? The creation doesn't tell the creator how to do it. See, I just put my trust in God. Verse 28. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've lent him to the Lord. So you know what this means? God did what he said he would do, and now she's going to have to do what she said she would do. And as long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord, so they worship the Lord there. Now, the reason I highlight that, there's things in your life that are going to cost you, okay? It's not a little token, not a little sacrifice at times. There's big things. So God moved in this woman's prayer. And ultimately what happens is this baby that was birthed from prayer became the spokesperson for the entire nation of Israel. See, don't tell me God's prayers don't work. Go with me to one last passage here this morning. Go, go to your right through the Samuels, the Kings, and you'll come to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And as we get here, this is what probably many in the Bible would call a hallmark passage to prayer. This, this is one of those ones that you've got to really sink your teeth into this. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name My people. God defined people. Covenant folk. Born again folk. So immediately he says, if my people who are called by my name. He wasn't writing to unbelievers. He wasn't writing to the atheists. He's writing to us, the church folk. Are you defined by Father God? In other words, are you saved? Is Jesus Lord of your life? Raise your hand if you're born again right now. Okay, so you get this real quick. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. Wake up. If my people who are called by name will humble themselves, where we will ourselves renounce pride, I've got to have a, a dependency upon Father God. 1 Peter 5. He gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. The only time I find in the Bible that God ever resists a human being is when they're prideful or arrogant. It never says anything. He resists the murderer, the drunk, the thief, but it says he resists the proud. 1 Peter 5. Verse number six, 
He goes on to say, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Why does he want us to humble our, our, ourselves under the mighty hand of God? So that he can exalt us. And then in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. I got to highlight a word for you. Cast all. Now, the last time I looked in Webster's, all still meant, thank you, there's some of you been here long enough, you know, all means all. That doesn't mean cast the little things, the big things, the major things. All, all means all. So every discouragement, every distraction, every anxiety, every hurt, cast all your care upon him, he said, because I care for you. The way I cast them upon him is through my prayers. Cast all your care upon him. Now, here's the problem with that many times as Christians. This is what we do. We have this invitation, and we're at service, and we sense God, the Holy Spirit, moving in our lives. And so we come to the altar, and we say, I'm going to cast my care upon you, Lord. I lay it down at the altar. The problem with that is many times is when the church service ends, we walk by and we, we see that, that care, that anxiety up there. We look around and make sure nobody's looking. And then we pick it back up. We take it right back out the door. How do you know if you've picked it back up? When you start letting anxiety and worry dominate you. Philippians 4, 6, he said, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses your understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Woof. That's your preaching today. I am. We've got to get this in us, guys. We've got to absorb this. The very first thing he said to my people Humble yourself. We go to the second one. And my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. That's crazy to think. He's addressing this to my people. Was it because we've forgotten the power of prayer? We've forgotten faith's prevailing prayer? And he uses the word pray. And then he said also, and seek my face. Remember what seeking my face was? That's getting in the presence of God. Man, I come before God. And when you pray, you just talk to God like you're talking to your, your mom, your dad, your spouse. And when you pray, you don't have to put on this religious mouth, our father. Which art and have. You don't have to do that. God looks like, oh, Jesus, help him. Help him. It's amazing when people pray how religious they get. You don't have to be religious with God. But it's interesting here that he gives his people an invitation to pray. You know what God realizes? The significance of prayer. And I just begin to pray and I begin to pray. And if it's important to you, it's important to God. 
If it's big to you, it's big to God. If it's little to you, it's little to God. But he still, he welcomes our prayers. So he said, you got to pray. And when you look at prayer, it's a relational communication with God. It's earthly requests for heaven's intervention. I, I need heaven to intervene. And he goes on to say, they pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Turn from our wicked ways. Do you know that doesn't mean you're going to turn and run from your wicked ways just cold turkey? The first way that I turn from my wicked ways is through a thing called repentance. That I come before Father God humbly right here and I repent. I don't just confess my, my sins, I repent and say, Father God, grace me to do a 180. Help, help me not to be a sinner. I'm gonna put you at ease, okay? That person sitting to your right and to your left, the person behind you and the person in front of you, they're just as much sinners as you are. How do you know that? Romans 6, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us. Every one of us have sinned. That puts us on the same ground right there. But something happens when I come before God and say, Father God, I blew it. Pastor, do you still blow it? Yes, just on days that end in Y. What would happen if we just begin to obey God? You want to know what happens when we humble, pray, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways? Watch this. Watch this. Then, then, now, if you want to look at my Bible, the then in my Bible is coated in yellow. Then, then, when I've obeyed and humbled myself, prayed Sarkham's face, and, and turned from my wicked ways, then, listen to what the then is. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive my people their sin, and I will heal my people's land. But I forfeit that if I don't obey what he said. Verse 15. Now, woohoo, now, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. What a promise. What a promise. But I'm just one. So is Anna. See, I believe God's wanting to rebirth something here today. I believe God, God wants to rekindle something today. Because it's very easy to get to a place in our lives. We quit, we quit praying. And when you quit uh, praying, you know what you do a lot? You start complaining. You start belly aching. Don't elbow your spouse, okay? That's what happens. But see, when I pray by faith, when I have prevailing prayer, I just stay with it. I keep my mouth shut because I know God's working. He's working and he works all things together for good to those who love him. He's working. Why don't you stand up here? You know what I found out in this life? 
You can love God with all your heart but still be barren. And is there something in your heart right now that through prayer you need a birth, you need to get pregnant with? Maybe today through prayer you need to give birth to a miracle. Maybe through prayer today. You need to give birth to something that removes that discouragement, that frustration. Why don't you bow your head with me right here where you're at? If you feel comfortable, even with your head bowed, just, just raise your hands here to heaven. Father God, we heed today your people. We're honored to be called sons and daughters of the Most High. We're honored to be marked by your blood, Lord Jesus, today. Father God, you know the barrenness in our hearts, our spirits right now. Father God, we thank you, woo, just for your word. To get back on track, to get back in alliance with you. That, that our alignment is right with you, Father God. And so as our team gets ready to, to sing here, what, what would happen if we would just, if we would just obey 2 Chronicles 7, 14? Today, do you need a dose of, of humility where you've tried to do everything out of your own abilities, your own talents? I've been there, guys. It'll wear you out trying to be God. What would happen today if we ask God to anoint us to be, to be seekers, not just prayer warriors, but men and women that have a desire to come face to face with you, Lord? And just maybe today, we just need to come here and say, I've blown it. I, I, I've missed it again, Lord. And see, all that does is recover our heart with God, our relationship. And so there's, there's several invitations right there. But as our team begins to play, I, I welcome you. Individually, spouses, maritally, may, maybe you need the breakthrough today. You have not because you asked. What would happen if we just came together as, as believers, as family? Say, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Some of you don't even know EMC Hammer is, but years ago he sang a song, We Got to Pray Just to Make It Today. I believe it's true still to this day. We got to pray. And so as they sing, come on, let's respond to God right now. Go ahead, God. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.